Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, they pushed the eject button on Kenny Atkinson in Brooklyn today. That's just one of several topics I want to discuss with our next guest, Sirius XM NBA host, Gerald Brown, who joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you tonight, Gerald? Hey, Jody, I, I'm doing well. How about yourself, my friend? Pretty darn good. Um, I was watching, I think it was Sports Center this morning. I don't remember exactly uh, what time it was, but I was doing the multitask thing on the computer, Sports Center. Breaking news Kenny Atkinson removed from his position as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I'll tell you, I was damn close to shocked. I was certainly surprised and borderline shocked by that announcement. Didn't see it coming. Didn't think it should be coming. Didn't hear whispers about it potentially coming. What was your first reaction when you heard Kenny Atkinson out as coach I, of the I Nets? I think I was right in the same line, falling in the same line with you in terms of shocked, uh, surprise, and the biggest thing, Jody, the timing of it. You know, here the Brooklyn Nets are once again going to likely make the playoffs. Um, Pretty much, you know, they're coming off a win last night, and yet you have this news that transpired. So I I didn't know if there was something behind that that has transpired. And unfortunately, the nature of things transpiring the way they have, you know, the first thing you obviously would think if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving had something to do with this, but uh, I, I'm just I'm baffled because again the way it all played out. But I do believe that this is possibly a smokescreen. Is something that's going to happen down the line that's going to probably be big. Ooh, all right. Well, now that you've teased us, you got to give us a little bit more. Uh, what What are you suggesting as a possibility for being smoked green, uh, smoke screened, and bigger later? Well, I think that the way. You know that you know the old saying is if you want to hide something, just hide it in plain sight. And I just been looking at this, and I mentioned this today on my show. In regards to the fact is that they're going to have to bring in somebody. Number one, that's going to have to be a credible person. Number two, that's going to command and demand the respect of the star players, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, 
And then also the other players on that team, especially of a team that, again, you know, they've been known to work hard and play hard. And then at the same time, who's out there? And I just kept looking at this, and I'm looking, and I said, wait a minute. Who did they play last night? The San Antonio Spurs. What would this take to be a situation? And I said, oh, yeah, wait a minute. This couldn't. That, you know, I dismissed it at first but then thought about it. How interesting a few weeks, a few ga- a few days back, Tim Duncan stepped in. Not Becky Hammond. Tim Duncan stepped in and coached the team. I thought that was very interesting. And we're looking at the San Antonio Spurs, whose run of consecutive playoff appearances is coming to a close. How about coming Greg Popovich, Sean Marks, i.e. a former San Antonio Spurs guy, comes to an organization that is stable. He's walking into a situation where he's going to be able to shape this team the way he wants, and he brings along Becky Hammond and say, hey, look, for the three to four years that I'm going to coach here, Becky Hammond is going to be the coach and waiting for the Brooklyn Nets in the foreseeable future. That's the way it looks like to me. Now, does that mean that you write off a guy like Ty Lue? But I just could not see them going back and getting a Jason Kidd. I don't see them going to get a, a, a first-time head coach going in with the, uh, the personalities that will be on that team and Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I think it would be a, a failure. I just think that right now I would not be surprised if Greg Popovich in some way, shape, or form decides to retire or leaves the San Antonio Spurs and does something like a Bill Parcells moves and comes in and try to rectify things with the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. They take over the New York City area in terms of the media. This will be a big, big thing for them. And you have a guy in there that gives the Nets instant credibility and possibly a team that's playing for an NBA Finals spot next year. I like it. Very interesting. Don't know uh, how much teeth it has, but it's juicy as all get out. So thanks for bringing that to us. Uh, one other name I've seen thrown around, yes, Ty Lue is one that's certainly been mentioned. But I've also seen Mark Jackson's name because he's got a good relationship with Kevin Durant's agent. I, I, I'll tell you why I don't think it's a fit. And I'm a Mark Jackson fan. I think that uh, he should get another chance to coach. It didn't end well in Golden State, but if you don't uh, give him credit for being part of the uh, baseline of putting that Warrior team together that Steve Kerr picked up and took to another level, then you're not being fair. But I just don't see Mark Jackson as the kind of guy who's going to be able to handle superstar players and big-time egos. Uh, That was one of the knocks with him on Golden State was that Mark Jackson wasn't afraid to say exactly what he thought any time he wanted to say it. And if the last coach went there and got himself fired because he wasn't afraid to call the players out, I don't know that Mark would be successful doing the exact same thing. Uh, What do you think of the fit or lack thereof of Mark Jackson taking over the Nets? You know, Jody, I think all of us in the tri-state area – that, again, remember Mark Jackson from St. John's playing with the, the Knicks, you know, we'd all pull for him. And I think it's one of those guys that you just want to see get another opportunity. But I, I think that it would be very hard-pressed to think about the fact is that he got passed over by his home team, his team that he had a lot of sweat equity built up, and that being the New York Knicks. And I just can't see the, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, going that route now maybe it's a situation where you know a pop thing doesn't work out if Ty Lue turns it down 
I, I just don't see them going that direction with, with, with Mark Jackson. I mean, it's great. Mark Jackson's name is going to be mentioned with so many jobs out there. It's, it's sort of a rites of passage, and hopefully he will get a job. I just don't think that this would be the great fit for them right now. I mean, granted, it would be kind of throwing a little, you know, a dig at the New York Knicks is taking one of their own, but I, I just don't see that happening at all. But his name is going to be out there because I think everybody wants to see him get another opportunity. Gerald Brown, Series XM NBA host, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, after last night's game between the Lakers and the Bucks, did that change your top of your MVP vote uh, with the Lakers outplaying Milwaukee and uh, certainly uh, LeBron getting the better of Giannis? Absolutely not. I think that it's it's great, you know, um, to see a guy in LeBron James is doing something that none of the past greats were able to do at this stage of their career in terms of still being at prominent and elite level. But you have to factor in, although the Milwaukee Bucks lost last night, you look at Giannis's poor guys, he doesn't have a sort of Robin, if you will. If you use the old Batman analogy, I think he has a lot of guys like Alfred, Commissioner Gordon. He has a lot of guys that fill their role. And in order for the Milwaukee Bucks to be able to achieve the long-term success in the NBA final playoffs, they're going to have to have guys who really step up that don't normally step up and have great, consistent games. I just don't see that happening. When you look on the flip side of that, LeBron James is at this stage of his career is able to really defer a lot of the heavy lifting, if you will, to a guy like Anthony Davis, who arguably is still a top 10 player in the NBA. So I don't think the playing field is level. If Giannis had a guy that it was on his team that you could be in that same situation, I would say, okay, at that point, right then and there, yeah, you could probably say LeBron would have an edge. But right now, what Giannis has compared to what um, you know LeBron has is apples and oranges. I don't think that's the same. I'm still voting for Giannis as the MVP. Gerald, one thing that none of us really want to talk about, but we're going to be forced to talk about it, is the effect that the coronavirus and the scare that's attached to it could have on professional sports that are now ongoing. Uh, it is at least being floated as a possibility that the NBA at some point may have to continue on with their schedule without letting fans into the games, that it would be a limited amount of people in an NBA arena on any night, but that they are going to push forward with the schedule, not try and postpone, not try and back off from, but in a protect mode, not allow fans into the game. LeBron was asked about it and said, I didn't do that when I was in grade school, and I'm not going to start doing it now, playing games with nobody in the house uh, here's my question for you. I, if you know it, please answer. If you don't, feel free to say, Jody, you got me. Um, is this? Can the NBA make a collective decision like this and just make it an edict and be able to say all games for the next five days, week, two weeks will be played in front of empty arenas, or is it going to come down to individual teams making decisions on whether they allow fans into their games? I think that it's going to be a collective effort, and I think keep in mind, you know, Commissioner Adam Silver and the owners will all get together, and then it will be something discussed with the Players Association, and thus they will come to sort of a a, a, a resolution. But um, it would be unfortunate if you have situations that transpire like that. I think obviously health and the safety 
of everybody is uh, the, the prominent number one priority. But uh, it, it would really be very interesting. I think the only team that probably would say, hey, you know what, they would welcome that uh, would be James Dolan and the New York Knicks because now the Knicks fans won't be sell the team. <laughs> that doesn't to, matter what you know, gate Spike Lee goes in, huh? <laughs> but I, I just think that, you know, LeBron let it be known that he wouldn't play. And LeBron is your sort of quote-unquote top player still in this league. He's a guy that's kind of the face of the, in the league itself. And I think that this would be a discussion that perhaps if it hasn't gone on yet, it's something that's going to happen down the line where the necessary steps are going to be taken. And uh, hopefully it doesn't get to that. But uh, if it does, I do believe that these would be a meeting of the mind between the owners, the commissioner, and the Players Association. I'm sure you saw this story earlier today. The Hawks CEO, Steve Coonan, suggested that this is one voice, I won't say in the wilderness, but it is just one voice, solo voice, who threw this out there into the sporting ether, that he thought it might be best for the NBA if they reconfigured their schedule and started their year two months later than they start it now. That when September, October comes around, they open up camps, they start playing games at the end of October, they are in a ratings battle with the powerhouse that is the National Football League. If they push their season back to December, then the majority of their year would not come in competition against the NFL. I think this is a gross overstatement. I understand TV driving the bus in a lot of ways in a lot of sports, but that's a little drastic for me. I'm very comfortable with the sports calendar as it is. Do you think an idea like this can get any momentum? I think it can. Unfortunately, Jody, you know, if you go back many years, you were, there was a time I, I was a former Nick Ball boy, and I remember the training camp was at least about two months uh, old where where you know went long where you had guys doing two a days doing all these things and there was a lot of teaching. I think that this perhaps have some strong you know it's a lot of advantages with it. I think obviously they're not in the competition with the other prominent sports, i.e. NFL and college football. And you know possibly something can be done to help the ratings of the NBA games. Let's be honest, a lot of these teams and stuff like that don't really have the star power. People are not watching basketball like they used to in front of the NBA TV. In fact, I thought about it myself. Last night was one of the first times living in the tri-state area where I said, well, I can't wait to get home to watch this game. And even though it's a 10:30 game, I would wanted to see it from start to finish. I think the advantage of that is if you start it later, well, then maybe that will sort of subside a lot of this player and load management. Now a lot of that stuff will go away. And if you start the season in December, now that the NBA will have an opportunity to sort of command a lot of the attention and maybe start it around with the, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of the NBA is when they release this uh, Christmas Day schedule and you ride that in there and then hopefully you can go ahead and make some adjustments and now the only thing you have to worry about is competing with the playoffs and and just everything that's transpiring with the uh, NFL and then going on college basketball but I think keep in mind if it's attached to this whole thing with this NFL and the CBA and that thing goes through we're going to have a 17 game schedule and the biggest thing that will be affected 
early on will be the All-Star Weekend. Now, All-Star Weekend is played around President's Weekend, and you have a situation where that Monday, you know, uh, you know, fans are off and it's a holiday. But if you have a situation where you have a 17-game you have the NFL and the Super Bowl is right around that time, that weekend, where would the All-Star Game take place? So it'll be little things that if these things play out, this is one of the major effects. So I, I think it might make sense, Jody, to start it a little bit later, build it up, and you're not in that competition with all the other uh, options that we have. Mm-hmm. Gerald, you and I were on the same page on everything I asked you about until this last one. Um, I just think <laughs> NBA playoffs ending in August in the middle of the summer season. I know not everybody, it's a big country, and not everybody has the same weather as us up here in the Northeast, but people are out in the Hamptons or down the Jersey Shore, they're on vacay. The casual fan, you could lose a whole bunch of them if you move your championship and semifinals back to uh, the month of August. We'll see you. How about this? Maybe shorten the season. And now you eliminate Oh, nobody ever shortens the season. Are you kidding me? No, everybody's adding. The NFL's adding. Everybody's adding. Nobody's shortening anything. You shorten the season, maybe it becomes a situation where the owners, instead of paying guys 82 games, you pay, you pay them for 63 games, and now you put the situation back into a situation where it's now controlled where you're not competing. I agree with you, Jody, but at this juncture right now, the ratings are dictating that people, are unfortunately, are just not watching the game itself. All right, last question, Gerald. Who's got a better handle, you or Brian Geltziler? Oh, who's got a better handle? Yeah. Of course, me. That's what I figured. I, I it wasn't. I, I, we had to end on something we agreed on. After we disagreed on the last thing, I had to come up with something that we would agree on to go out on a good note. And I know you got a better handle than Gelts. Joe, good stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thanks much. We'll talk again down the road. Oh, my pleasure, Jody. Have a good one. Gerald uh, Brown from uh, Sirius XM's NFL uh, NBA Radio here with us on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.